Amen. Thank you for that. Let's open our Bibles, please, to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. We would like to recognize our uh, Border Patrol. Uh, thank you for all, and our law enforcement uh, here today. Really appreciate all you do for us. It's a very dangerous world out there. Thank you very much. We pray for you. Think about you all the time. And uh, Lord help us. Amen. Joshua chapter 1. We're going to read verses uh, 1 through 9 responsibly. Shall we stand please for the reading of God's Word. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance of the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong, and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And I'm going to read verse 9 again. It's the text and the title, Have not I commanded thee, be strong, and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. And uh, this morning I will speak to you on this subject, be not afraid. Uh, this is something we all deal with. It's a temptation of life. If you're aware, there's cause to be aware of danger. Uh, be not afraid. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. We yield your spirit. We pray that he give us power to preach and hear the word. The righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursueth. We pray that you'd help us to understand this ongoing process of danger, decision-making, should we embrace, should we reject, as it goes on and on. We pray for wisdom and understanding to make practical application that we could be strong and very courageous. Help us, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, be not afraid. I always say this, we should act, not react. You ought to have a prepared response deliberately by free will of what you're going to do in certain situations. Shouldn't just be spontaneous or impetuous. You ought to act, not react. Martial arts, you punch, you don't counter punch. There's something called gung li, you attack the attack. Amen. You hit the hit before it can even get to you. So preparation is a large percentage of success. If we are properly prepared mentally, doctrinally, spiritually, if we have conviction, this will give us the perspective we need, the outlook, that'll change everything in our life. So if, if you come to a crossroad or the end of an era, or you're in a transitioning to another phase of your life, or if you know there's imminent danger, we know there is, this is a dangerous world, what the government is doing, what they're allowing, we realize this, we have to be prepared for this. So the initial thing that will happen is always negative. You know, there's a lot of people who think, be positive, be happy, don't face reality, only look at the good. But the reality is there are many more thou shalt nots than thou shalt in the Word of God. Right. It, the reason God tells you don't do things is because He wants you to not do that so you can do what's right. But the negative always comes first, and you have to decide what are you going to do with these evil attacks, the negative that comes at you. If you're not careful, you can become trapped in your own mind of embracing this evil uh, danger that could result in a really a mentality and a spiritual presence of fear in your life. You need to know what you're going to do when it happens, because it happens to every one of us. If you've never been afraid, you're lying. Everybody gets afraid, is afraid. It's supposed to be something temporary, because we can turn the negative into a positive by understanding what God wants us to do, the biblical mindset of living by faith. So. How do we deal with danger? Uh, maybe potential danger, imminent danger. How do we deal with this? Even the ultimate crisis of life, of death. Are you afraid to die? Some people say, I'm not afraid of the consequences of death. I'm afraid of death. What are we going to do when fear strikes our heart? So this negative, evil, onslaught comes. This is an ongoing battle. I notice a lot of people, they get disillusioned because they think it's a one-time act and all their problems are going to go away. Now you get saved one time, praise the Lord. Christ died unto sin once, but ever liveth unto God. But in our practical day-to-day -day living, this is not a one-time event. You're not, you're not going to get total victory in your heart and, and never be afraid again. It's just not reality. That isn't the way God made it. Right. 
The just shall live by faith. So this is an ongoing, changing circumstances in our life. And so you have positionally, you decide, I'm not going to live in fear. I will not be a coward. I will be bold as a lion and righteous, as the Bible tells us. But then, every once in a while, periodically, or it, come, it could become a way of life, you're going to sense danger. You're going to sense something coming at you that's evil and negative. So, this is a battle between fear and courage. This is a battle between uh, being dismayed and being filled with the love of God because perfect love casteth out fear. If you have the perfect love of God, it casts out the fear in your life. So this is a continual process. So what I want to do by way of introduction, I want to give you the chronological order of this conflict in our life between negativity and positive, fear and faith, doubt and courage, all of these opposing things. How are we going to solve this problem? How are we going to deal with it so that the peace of God can fill our heart? And he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you believe also in me. John 14. So what is going to happen if you're sick or there's a possibility of getting sick or there's a, you're waiting for test results to come in? The percentages. What is going to happen with the... Uh, imminent threat of criminals in the society that you know they're here they're not supposed to be here but they're here it's illegal but somehow it's legal doesn't make any sense what's going on out there all the different evil attacks so this is the chronological order and you need to be prepared this is life you ought to teach your children this Train them up in the way they should go. So number one, very simple. There is an imminent or potential danger. It's either right there in your vicinity, close proximity, or it is potential to what could happen. So this is an aggressive evil attack. And it can be anything in your life. Financial problems, health problems, relationship problems, bad news, politics, all of these different things that we're facing. The spirit of Antichrist is in the world. We're in the last of the last days. It is imminent. The spirit of iniquity doth already work. That was 2,000 years ago. It's before our very eyes. We're seeing the prophecies fulfilled, which the great preachers talked about for the last 50 years. We're seeing it before our very eyes. There is an imminent potential danger. Number two, that brings a threat. And this shouldn't be just an empty threat. This ought to be a solemn warning. You know, it's going to happen. It's like uh, if, you buck, if you ride bucking bulls, it's not if you'll get hurt, it's when and how bad. If you ride motorcycles, it's not if you'll get hurt, it's when and how bad. You're going to get hurt. If you fight or box or whatever, you will get punched. This is a part of life. So it's not if 
when in health bad. And so then your heart, notice, is a receptor. The heart is the seat of affection, the emotions of our life, which is a type of a spirit, and this danger comes in, imminent or potential, and it threatens us. And your heart is going to feel that. Your heart is going to receive it unless you have a hardened heart and a calloused heart is a hardened criminal. Your heart will receive it so you become aware. Hey, this is dangerous. This is a pretty dangerous place. Something bad could happen. So this threat comes. Number three, what happens is an alarm sounds. Now, some people call this the fight or flight or hide, like they're teaching people now, fight, flight, or hide. What are you going to hide? You're going to run? Are you going to fight back? Use wisdom to know the protocol in an imminent danger of terrorism or whatever it is. So the alarm sounds. You know, in school, they have the school alarm goes off. And then, like we grew up in Corpus Christi, there's a hurricane alarm. Big old sound system, everybody knows there's a danger of weather, or tornado uh, alarm sounds. So, but if you think about this, or even a national emergency, remember when you were young, shows you how old I am, there were three channels, and you had to put the aluminum on the rabbit ears, the chief would come on, they'd play the national anthem, it's 10 p.m., do you know where your children are? No way. These are the sorriest parents that ever lived in today's society. They don't know where their kid is. They don't care where their kid is, most of them. And then they go, and say, this has been a test of the emergency system. They, they're, so in, a, in an alarm, is it a real alarm or a test? Most of them at schools, so let's all vacate the premises lockdown, there's an active shooter or whatever, they all leave, uh, like they told Brother James, if there's a shooting don't expect the police to show up for what, 35, 45 minutes, boy uh, is, is this a real threat, am I thinking it's a threat, is it really a threat, or do I just sense some wicked spirit so it could be a true alarm a false alarm or it could be a practice but God made your heart where an alarm system will go off. I sense danger. There's something not right. It's just not ringing true. So the next thing will happen is your defense mechanism will be set in place. Now, unless you're a coward and you're afraid, be not afraid. So what will happen, though, is a defense mechanism will kick in. And so this is what is called the autonomic nervous system. And, and we all have it. It comes out of your liver. And most people's liver is buzzing. And they get liver failure. They get uh, all kinds of gallbladder problems. But it, they, they become a nervous wreck. They get anxiety, insomnia. They can't sleep. They're troubled. They're buzzing with this high vibration of a bad energy in their life. But this defense mechanism is set off because the alarm triggered it because God made you to defend yourself. God made you to seek 
protection for you and your family. And so this is natural. This happens to everybody. But I want to remind you, it's an ongoing process. So once this defense mechanism is set off, the next thing that hits is fear. Because fear attacks, your heart is a receptor, and if there's a negative, evil uh, danger that sets the alarm, you're going to be afraid. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. It's a sin if you stay afraid. Everybody gets afraid. It's wrong to live in fear. So the next thing that will happen is fear strikes your heart. Now the word fear, it's really interesting. It means to be startled by a sudden alarm. Look it up. That's what it means. You get startled because your heart felt the evil attack and there's alarm goes off and then you realize I better defend myself. I better look out. You know, if you have an alarm system at your house, you have cameras, whatever, you have the ring, doorbell, you know, it's the church, oh, don't, don't answer. Uh, you know, you go push that thing, it takes your picture. It's the church, don't answer. Uh, but but uh, danger sets in because of the alarm. Now, when this happens, this is where we're at. God gave you free will. You have the right to choose. Whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely. So now you have free will to live in fear or trust God and turn that fear to courage. This is where we're at. And we live in a society of fearful people. The Bible says men's hearts are failing them for fear. We live in a cowardly society and most people are living with that alarm just going off all the time. They don't even turn the alarm off. Like I know people have like ADT and things. Have you ever heard that thing go off? It'll almost bust the windows. It's a shrilling, very alarming, you know, cause, it's supposed to cause the criminal to leave the premises, but it's supposed to turn it off. And a lot of people don't. So their autonomic nervous system is never turned off. So they're always wondering, uh, and you know, you can see those people, what was that? You know, what was that? Who was that? Did you hear something? Uh, yeah, that was the tree blowing in the breeze. And uh, Did you see that shadow? Uh, what was that? So then they just live in fear. And so this usually, they'll cope with that, compensate, so they'll turn to either becoming a recluse and, and withdrawing from society and eating a pan of brownies or another bag of Lay's potato chips, or they'll get angry. They turn it on other people because their autonomic nervous system is saying, defend yourself, defend yourself. And this is what we all go through. But God tells us what to do. Be strong and of a good courage. You have free will to cast your care upon Him for He cares for you. So this is a daily regular process that will never end until you go to heaven. 
you know, you, you cannot say, I have peace and it will never, my heart will never be troubled again. That isn't the way it works. The just shall live by faith. So you're going to get peace, turn the fear into faith, cast it out with perfect love, but then something's going to happen a little bit later on. Maybe tonight. Maybe on your way home today. I don't know. Something's going to happen. So, this is a way of life to cast your care upon Him for He cares for you. And I love what Brother Roloff always taught us. He said, if you're discouraged, knock off the diss. Just knock the diss off. Get some courage. And if you, if you have fear, just evict the fear and get some faith. But, you know, I've been afraid many times. If, if, if you don't have any... If, if you've never been afraid, you're not a very smart person. Because fear is a gift of God to cause you to, to let the alarm go off, to set up your defense mechanism, to realize this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Get your guard up. But then what do you do? You don't live there. You trust God. You tell Him what's bothering you. David was a man after God's own heart. You cast your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. And God turns the fear into faith. So then, you fight back. You turn the negative attack into a positive forward moving. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That is an onward, progressing offensive attack on the gates of hell. So Joshua set the example for us. The Bible says the things which were written for were written for our learning. Joshua, Yeshua means Jesus. The law came by Moses, John 1.17, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law could only get Israel to the Jordan River. It could not get Israel across the Jordan River. And it took Joshua, a type of Jesus Christ, to get the people of God into the promised land. But before that could happen, they sent the spies. You know what happened? They said, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. Grasshopper. And they said, there's walled cities. There's no, and there's giants. The Nephilim are in the, the land. And all of them brought back an evil report. Notice, evil of fear, except Joshua and Caleb. And they were the only ones who said, yes, it's a dangerous place. Yes, we've set up our defense mechanism. Yes, the alarm is sound, but our God is greater than the danger. And what do they do? They said, let's go in right now. We are well able to take the land. But what happened? The ten wicked... You know, you better watch out on that fake news out there. And now it's not the fake news. I call it the fear news. They want people to be afraid of everything. The delta, it's going to mutate into something else. That's going to, they're already planning, they think, five more mutations. Just get ready. This thing's going to happen. 
and uh, you know you're a bad guy if you don't wear a mask when we know what's going on out there anybody with any wisdom knows what's going on. if you're educated the science tells you what's going on but there's a lot of things to be afraid of all sorts of things I'm not going to talk about it right now but take courage be strong and of a good courage so you have a choice when your heart is struck with fear will you embrace the fear and have the spirit of fear so that your autonomic nervous system and the alarm keeps ringing so that you set up this defense for yourself and you live in that type of a mentality and, and uh, spiritual existence or will you turn that fear into faith and trust God to protect you and your family and just have a great attitude hold your head up high like Brother Howell said hold your head up high chest out smile on your face spring in your stuff you know America's just a uh, I'm not going to live that way. By the grace of God. Amen. You know, we're going to trust God. Psalm 91, it says, The arrow shall not get you by day, nor the terror by night. No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. The pestilence that walketh in darkness. Are you going to claim Psalm 121 or not? Lift up your eyes into the hills from whence cometh your help. Amen. Do you trust God or are you afraid of the world? Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. So you are either living in a state of recepting fear, which is a negative, horrible way to live. Right. Why? Fear hath torment. You know fear is hell on earth? Right. It's a type, not like it, but it's, it's likened to hell on earth for people who live afraid all the time. But then what does it say? In uh, 1 Timothy 1, 7, perfect love casteth out fear. Oh, that's in 1 John 4. It says, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know why the world's crazy? You know why they said America's an insane asylum run by the inmates? Which is true. Why are you leaving me up here all alone? It's true. Why? Because they're not in the right mind. You know why they're not in the right mind? Because they don't have a sound mind. You know why they don't have a sound mind? Because they don't have the Spirit of God that gives them faith and they're just tortured by fear. What are we going to do about that? Look what they said about me. What if they do this? Well, what if they do? Hadn't happened yet. It might happen. Probably will, by the way. But, you going to face it? Or are you going to just shrink? Be strong. Be very courageous. So as we start the new school year, you know, teachers, professors, be strong. Whatever happens, you can't change it. Face it. Don't live in fear. The students, you know, I hated when the summer was over. And my mom would say, okay, it's time to buy your back-to-school clothes. Not again. Uh, torture. I hated uh, for me. Hopefully you love it. But I've been there. I can relate. You got to, you know, take your medicine. We all had to go to school. You can, you can do it. You'll be better for it. So you have the giants. 
the walled cities. You ever been up against a giant? You ever seen one? We're in the Oklahoma City Museum. I saw the shoes of a Kevin Durant and uh, that Shaquille O'Neal guy. They're 24 inches. I'm, I'm not joking. Their shoe is 24 inches. Nephilim. That's not even a giant. Can you imagine you come up to him and you're looking at his belt buckle and you just look up and things that big and his neck's bigger than your waist? Giants in the land. We've been to Israel where the cities were 60 feet wide. Wall. I mean, big old, unbelievable thick. They said, how are we going to break through this? How are we going to fight the giant? We're like little grasshoppers. And, and if you know what it says, one of the deepest truths concerning fear, it says in our sight we're grasshoppers. Not in their sight. Said we, we are so belittled ourselves because of the fear. I feel like I'm that big and, and or that small and they're that big. Depends on how you look at it. God can do anything. You know, I, I was taught that the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And there's certain places you can't lift weights. Some of you need to learn that. Your eyes cannot lift weights. Your throat trachea does not lift weight. Your armpit does not lift weights where your lymph glands are. And your ribs don't lift weights. And your kneecaps don't lift weights. And your ankle doesn't lift weights. They're the bigger they are, the harder they fall. But people go, oh, look at that. What can I do? Turn the fear into faith. Are you going to let them rob you of the peaceful life God wants you to have? So, you look at even the parable of the sower of the seed in Matthew 13. There's one group who did not get saved because of fear. Did you know a large majority of people die and go to hell because of fear? They're afraid of what their priest will say, their rabbi, their grandpa, their grandmother, their cousin, their brother or sister. They're afraid of people. They will not just believe God and go on and they're tortured. And if you look at Revelation 21a, it mentions the people that die and suffer the second death and go to the lake of fire. What's the first one? The fearful and the unbelieving. The first person mentioned is the fearful. So, 1 John 4.18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Matthew 8.26, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Did you hear that? Why are you so fearful? Oh, ye of little faith. What are you afraid of? You know, I'm tempted just like you. I know how dangerous it is. I know what could happen. But then I have to remind myself, it can't happen unless God lets it happen. I commit the keeping of my soul unto Him who loves me. He's sovereign. That means He's in control. He's providential. He's in control of all the circumstances. He is omnipotent. He is almighty, all-powerful. And He's a God of foreknowledge. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. And He's a God of love. If He loves me, and He can do all that, He can surely be trusted. I can commit the keeping of my soul 
the keeping of my life, my family, my resources, my church, the infrastructure to Him. He is God. So, isn't it sad that grace and truth was offered to everybody, but they choose the curse of the law, which is fear, which brings sin and death. Be very courageous. Now, if you think about this, he said, have not I commanded thee? So this isn't a suggestion. This is a command of God. Face the danger. Face the enemy. Now, I'm through, but there's, there's some misconception about fear. Or courage, excuse me. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is facing the fear. Maybe when you're afraid. But face it. Just face it. Stand up, be a man, and face the fear. And do what you're supposed to do. And have boldness and be strong. Notice, he didn't say, wait till the strength comes to you, did he? No, he said, you have strength within you, be strong. Just be what is potentially within you to face whatever comes your way. Now, right now, there are imminent dangers. Right now. They're right in this room. And then there's potential dangers. It's not turned kinetic yet. It's not moving, but it's there. It could be unleashed at any time. It's there. Now, God made you with a defense mechanism, autonomic nervous system, to defend yourself. And when it happens, and, and here's one of the problems, more spiritual people are more aware of this than other people who are sudden, they're more spiritually, uh, well, there's just nothing there. I'm trying to be nice. They're just, they, don't, they wouldn't know if, if a devil walked in the room, some people. They wouldn't know if the Antichrist walked in. They don't have any spiritual perception. They don't know God. They never read the Bible. They're, they're, all they care about is the next McDonald's or whatever they're doing. It makes no sense. There's danger out there. Now, I can relate this to what's going on. You know how many high-speed car chases are going on? And all these things going on out there? Talk to the law enforcement. Talk to the Border Patrol. Look what's going on out there. Or should you be afraid? Well, you should set up your defense mechanism when the alarm goes off and lock and load and be ready. But then what do you do? Huh, they can't do anything unless God lets them. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to live in fear of what if. What if? No. God can do anything. All the promises in Him are yea. It's impossible for God to lie. And He said... You be strong and courageous. You know, I've had parents tell me, I'm just tired of being a parent. I'm tired. I'm quitting. I'm just, it's too hard. I quit being a parent. I'll feed them, put some clothes on them, hope they turn out right. Uh, they just got tired of it. No, you can be a good parent. Be strong. Be a strong mother. Be a strong father. Just be strong. It's, it's in there. Just, you know, like our... Uh, Dean of men at college, I used to make fun of it. One of his biggest sermons was get guts. 
And we were young preacher boys, thousands of us would go, what type of sermon is get guts? What are you talking about? And then one day I realized, I know what he's talking about. Be a man. Be strong. It's just quit being a coward. Face up. Stand up. Be a man. Be strong. And very courageous. Because if you don't, your heart is receptor. You say, well, I have a strong... No, you don't. Your heart receives the evil attacks and the fear that will make the autonomic nervous system kick in. The alarm will sound. And then you'll be going, what do I do? Well, you turn the alarm off like a smart person. You don't leave it going. And you say, okay, Lord, I'm afraid of this. I know that it could get me if you let it. But I'm trusting you. And right now I cast this, and I do it all the time. I list what could happen. I say, I cast this on you for you care for me. Then I said, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Be strong and courageous. And I'm going to fight. I'm going to be a coward and tuck tail and run like they want you to. And don't even think. Just be a yes man. Do whatever I say. No, God gave you free will to fire up. So, be not afraid. And I'm out of time. Neither be dismayed. And the dismay means live in a state of being afraid. Not wrong to be afraid. Turn it into faith. Because if you don't turn into faith, you're going to be dismayed. And you're going to be... What was that? Did you hear that? I'm not living that way. I'm not living that way. All right. Let's pray. Every head's bowed. Every eye's closed. I'd ask that no one's leaving.